Welcome to Side Talks Podcast. Oh no, she just fell off a cliff. <laughs> Are you scared? Uh, we talk about movies, not cliffs. And I'm Rachel Morgan. I'm the creative director for the Sidewalk Film Festival and Cinema. Uh, sometimes cliffs are in movies, though. I know, every once in a while. Every once in a while. Like, especially when there's a coyote and a roadrunner. My name's Corey Kraft. Or Thelma and Louise. Or Thelma and Louise. Ooh, that, that got dark. Got real um, dark. But that's, hey, that's part of the broad array of cinema out there. Sometimes it's dark, and sometimes it's not so dark, and we're going to talk about it all. Some Side talks, sometimes we go dark. And now, a look at what we're watching this week. So, Rachel, what have you been watching? Um, so, I, I recently did a, a Q&A kind of little talkback dealio for Southern Circuit uh, in which I interviewed Bo McGuire, the director of Socks on Fire, uh, a film that uh, did really well at Tribeca last year, yeah. as you were aware, and um, that we screened a short of a couple of years ago and um, talking to Bo, hopefully, about bringing this film to town because it is an Alabama film. Uh, and it uh, specifically sort of Gadsden region, let's just call it, mm-hmm. uh, really interesting. Um, even though it's sort of being categorized as a documentary, and I think Bo refers to it as a documentary, it's very much a sort of hybrid. Sure. Um, Bo's background is in poetry. It has this very poetic thread throughout it, and uh, it's just an interesting look at a very microcosmic look at a family and a bit of a battle over a house and being queer in rural Alabama and um, has a lot of – uh, great influences from like the the, the S Town podcast, mm-hmm. along with like <laughs> Reba McIntyre music videos, to, <laughs> um, just very Southern queer and a very in a very interesting, um, fun, dark, dramatic way. Um, you know, lines like uh, Bo's describing wanting a Barbie doll when he was a very young kid, and and how he was like it was either Barbie or death. <laughs> you know, it's that level of sort of uh, commitment. Um, anyway, interesting visually. Uh, you know, as far as the content goes, that's interesting too. Over even though it's a you know, I would say very not a lot at stake on a big on a on a larger level, but in the in in the grand scheme of where we are in the world right now, it's nice to kind of see that sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah, not, not, nothing worldly at stake, but certainly at stake for the family. Really interesting film. And, uh, hopefully we'll, um, be seeing it come through Birmingham. Oh, I don't know. Maybe sometime in August. Oh, how about that? Yeah. Well, there's a, there's a, a little hint perhaps. A little um, hint? Cause, cause I'm actually excited to see this one. I haven't seen it. I've heard about it obviously for a year. Yeah. Um, and I remember when I was a shorts programmer with the festival, I believe we programmed at least one of Bo's short films. Uh, I want to say maybe his his narrative short, uh, Shipbird, I think. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Uh, was, was a film that we programmed when I was programming shorts uh, for Sidewalk. So um, I've had an eye on his career and, and – this seems like a really interesting piece. So yeah, I've I've told him one thing I love about it is within the first twelve minutes there's a roll tide. Hey, all within right. the first thirty five minutes there's a clip of a Reba McIntyre music video, um, and there's also some point in the film a reference to Sparkle, the film Sparkle <laughs> starring Whitney Houston. So it's a very referential film. Cool. I, I enjoy all that. But what have you been watching? Uh, well, I made my triumphant return to the cinema. This nice. past weekend, the cinema in question was the sidewalk cinema, nice. and the films uh, in question that I saw were the Lord of the Rings trilogy uh, from Peter Jackson. Um, so you dedicated 
50 hours of your life this weekend to those films? Well, they're the theatrical cuts, so it was more like 45. Um, no, I mean, they, they, uh, one thing that I did say to my wife, because she joined me for all three of them, uh, they're among our favorite movies. We watch them frequently. Um, but one thing that, that I did say to her was these feel, you know, comparatively breezy compared to the extended cuts Mm. of the films, which, which are usually, uh, the versions that, that I prefer to watch. And I, I still think that I, on balance, prefer that extended uh, cut experience of the trilogy because, boy, talk about taking a bath in a movie. I mean, those things, the pacing slows down and you just drink in all those details and and all that fun stuff about hobbits. And Well, buddy, that's that's all you need for a good weekend right there as far as I'm concerned. Um, <laughs> so you like the Hobbit films? Uh, I like I like all of them. Yeah, I okay. like um, I like all of them. Um, I, I do like the Hobbit films. I couldn't get out the weekend that Sidewalk was screening those on the big screen, um, but we we could do Lord of the Rings. Um, the, well, guess what? You've got another chance. Well, I don't actually know if I do. I know you're screening them again, but I don't know if I can make those so either. So you don't like the Hobbit films that much? I don't like the Hobbit films enough to rearrange like some pretty. Gotcha. Set dates. Gotcha. Um, I, I will say this. You know, it, those are special movies to me. Um, the experience of seeing them as like my my return to the cinema was pretty overwhelming. Yeah. Um, and the the 4K remaster of that trilogy is really stunning. It's yeah. it's gorgeously sort of remastered. The color timing has been uh, fiddled with uh, in some really interesting ways. And and those movies are just beautiful. Um, to to see them on the big screen again with all the detail and care that went into every facet of that production, it was really overwhelming. Um, and yeah, you know, I, I spent um, – about nine and a half breezy hours in the company breezy. of the Fellowship <laughs> of the Ring. Uh, and I really do think that the time just flew by because the, those theatrical cuts are really cut to the bone and they still run three hours, sometimes three hours plus. Um, I can sense your skepticism about everything that I'm saying here. I don't like them at all. Oh and uh, I have a little story, you know, uh, my friend Alex – Pollock listens to the podcast, uh-huh. so I'm going to see if I get – she can tell me if I get this right or not, but also you're going to hate the story, and I think she'll appreciate that I'm telling it. But she went along with a, f- a couple of friends of ours, Matt and Young Hay, who are big fans, uh-huh. to see whatever – I think it was like the second Lord of the Rings, right? And so it was one of those – it comes out Thursday night at like <clears> – <throat> you know, it starts screening at like midnight. Yep. Do you know what I'm talking about? Did you do this? Oh, yeah. Okay, so she said she's in the theater. She doesn't know what she's in for. She's like, I'm going to go do this thing. She doesn't look at the runtime. She's got work the next morning. Uh She goes in, doesn't realize the hoopla either. The people that she's sitting behind, her first sign is that they brought a laptop and they've just finished the film before. They've timed it perfectly so that they finished the film before, right when the the logo comes up. And then they close their their (laughs) laptop. So she was like, what what am I in for? So then there's a whole pre-trailer kind of thing that happens. She said at a certain point she was so miserable and she starts realizing these aren't over anytime soon. She thought she was going to be in bed by like, you know, a reasonable a reasonable time to get. Yeah. No. And so she said she like curled up in the seat to try to sleep and was just like trying to get as comfortable as possible when she knew she was just in for the, you know, in for the night and this and maybe the sun was going to come up when she left and that right when she got to sleep there was a like Ah, bird on the screen. 
<laughs> and she was like, these films are so relentless, they won't even let you sleep during them. So anyway, um, I similarly had an experience like that, only I didn't curl up in the seat. I just, you know, turned it off. Mm. <laughs> Well, I recommend seeing them on the big screen yeah, for the full experience. Yeah. Do you know what film that is? Could you do a what's the shit based on yes, that bird sound? I, it's I mean, I, the only thing remotely like a bird in the two <laughs> towers are like the dragon guys that the Nazgul fly around. Um, the fell beasts, uh, as they're called. Um, we'll have to see if, that, if that's correct, if, Alex, if that's what indeed Alex woke up to. Oh, uh, anyway, I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. What was the experience of being back in the cinema like? It was though? great. Aside was great. from the content on the screen. Um I I don't know. I mean it was great. We we got some snacks. We you know, I, I ate some sour patch kids. The sound is so good. The sound is so good. Um I mean you know, again, it, it, it was kind of hard for me to separate the experience from the content on the screen, but but just seeing things in the theater again is so wonderful and and overwhelming and nice um and i i really can't think of a better way to to ring in uh going back to cinemas again um and we're planning to do it again pretty soon we're gonna go see uh the oscar shorts that as of the time you're hearing this may still be playing i don't know maybe um and um, we're going to see Godzilla versus Kong because, you know, what's Why the point not? of seeing that on a small screen? None. Yeah. Absolutely none. Well, yeah, sounds like some programmers know what they're doing over there at the Sidewalk Cinema. <laughs> it sounds like it. Glad you enjoyed um, yourself and the birds. All right. Just hear that shuffling. This is Pick a City. All right. It's time to pick a city. I've got these sheets of paper. There are some real outliers right now, Corey. Okay. Like there's some in here that are brutal. Okay. Well, one is brutal. The other, mm, the other's just going to be throw you for a little bit of a loop. I think. Fargo, Minnesota. Ah, jeez. What could it be? I don't know. All right. So I'm picking the city. All You're right. going to tell me the first film that comes to mind. Okay. Are you cool with me just grabbing? Yeah. Okay. Dealer's choice. Dealer's choice. Here we go. Okay. You got you got a pretty safe one. Okay. It is Houston. Houston. Oh, I can think of something like that. You can? Um, yeah. Oh, um, well, any number of space movies, like with NASA, would take place in Houston, That's true. right? That's true. Um, so, Hidden Figures, I think, takes place in Houston. That's probably fair, but you um, know you know, where there's a NASA reference in a film that, that you probably aren't thinking of right away? Apollo 13. Okay. Terms of Endearment. Terms of Endearment. That's right. Terms of Endearment. Um, Jack Nicholson plays an astronaut. Yeah. But of course, what do you think the first film that's going to come to mind for me when I when, when Houston comes up is? Ooh. Urban Cowboy. Well, that's true. You have a spe- you have been mentioning that a, a lot, lot recently. I have mentioned it all the time. Um, so that would make sense. Okay. We just came up with a pretty good little roster of films. Yeah, I'm not sure about Hidden Figures now that I say it. I mean, well, we it's may got have to the retraction. We may have to retract that. But but uh, Apollo 13, apart from taking place in space, also takes place in mm-hmm. Houston partially. Nice. All right, let's go. Big big bucks. Today's my day. Let's go. Big bucks. No whammies. No whammies. Well, I would make a lightning sound effect here, but it's kind of a stormy day 
Um, also, you can just hear the, my heart beating out of my chest, and that'll work, right? Oh, oh! Do you have a fondness for the person who is the subject of today's filmmaker lightning round? I have such a fondness for them that I haven't been married to them. Oh, congratulations! Thank you. I she mean, doesn't know it yet, but she will. But it, it has been kind of a long-term relationship, it and I'm really, has. I'm really, I'm really happy for you, you too. I was with her before Keith Urban. Ah. Yeah, he my kinda, love lasts longer. He kind of muscled his way in there, though. Fuck that little bitch. Oh anyway, we're talking about the one and only Nick Kay, <laughs> <laughs> and that would be Nicole Kidman. We are switch. We've been switching it up. We've been headlocking the uh, the filmmaker lightning round. That's Why right. not? We we no rules, just right. Outback Steakhouse, Bloom and Onion, um, and we are going to talk about the films of Nicole Kidman and what we like, what we don't like, what we, blah, 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 all of it. Yeah. So, what is a movie with Nicole Kidman that you love? I mean, I got to go straight to the top of my list. Uh huh. A film called Birth, directed by Jonathan Glazer. Your favorite film of all time? Yeah, it is. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert for that top 200 list, but I, I think I've said it about a million times. So yeah. We're good. Yeah, I figured you would mention that one. So I, that's a movie of hers that I love. I was looking through her filmography, and she has made a lot of movies that I love. She's totally. also made a lot of movies that I think are pretty terrible. Uh-huh. There's very little middle ground with me and Nicole Kidman. I often find that either I think the movies she in she's in are solidly really good or they're not very good at all. Watch your step, please. Oh, uh, okay. I'm not hey. disagreeing with you. I'm all just right. saying we're going to be very careful and respectful here. I'm sure that we will disagree on a uh-huh. couple of those. Oh, I bet we do. I I, I bet we do. Um, Anyway, I don't think that we disagree about the movie that I love starring Nicole Kidman because this is another movie that you've mentioned pretty Mm. much all the time, and it's Stanley Kubrick's Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah, great film. Yeah. And she's brilliant in it. I mean, that's the thing is like Birth and Eyes Wide Shut, not only are these great films, period, but I'm talking – we're talking about her performance specifically as well and and just upstanding in both of these films. Can I I sidetrack us a little bit? Uh, sure. So, do you think Birth is her best performance? Yes. Okay, that's a defensible position. Like I, I would. I will reference the long take. Yeah, the long take is amazing. I, th- I think the long take might be the highlight of her career. Right. Um, and that's a beautiful, beautiful movie. I don't think I would disagree. I would say that that Eyes Wide Shut has to be in the conversation. There are a couple other movies I would say that need to be in the conversation, but I think Birth might be her best performance. I agree, and she carries Birth. I mean, I think that's yeah. the other thing is Eyes Wide Shut. She's in it. She's it's pivotal. Like I mean, it's I'm not. She's she is it's, clearly one of the main protagonists. It's a Do substantial role, but it's it's the secondary role, right? And Birth is just. I mean, she's she's in almost every scene. Yeah. Uh, so what um, are – do you have any Nicole Kidman movies that you think you might like more than most people? Oh, you better believe it. Yeah. Um, I mean, for one, Dogville. Yeah. Uh, I didn't think about that because I knew that you also liked Dogville. Yeah. Um, but I guess that amongst people at large, that is a divisive movie. Oof. You better believe it. This film is not built to be liked. This film is built to be hated. This film is mean and cruel. It is the equivalent of having your head cr- – like pushed onto the ground into dog shit and then stepped on and then rolled over with a car. Yeah, but on an artfully directed soundstage with little lines. It's a pretty sidewalk. Yeah, um, I love that movie, um, but I think I've only seen it once, uh, and I think that might be enough. Oh, I don't know that I could do it again. It's I really rough. don't. And 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 uh, the person I was watching it with at the time, I mean, they were out in thirty minutes. They were like done. And I, I felt that. I mean, I felt it. I felt like I wanted to check out too. But I was like, you know what? I, this is a ride. I'm going to take it. I'm yeah. Gonna, it. it you, you're 
you're a better person for it at the end, but I don't think that you're a more pleasant person. <laughs> I don't think you're a kinder person. I don't think Von Trier movies make anybody no. kinder. No. So yeah, um, that's my answer. So I think my answers, plural, are both movies that I think I like more than you. Okay. Uh, Karen Kusama's Destroyer. I'm pretty Ooh, sure you don't like that bitch, movie at you all. You better believe I don't like that film at all. Um, I think that movie's great. I think she's great in it. Oh. And uh, Boz Lerman's Australia, the the big <sighs> epic melodrama that's you big would. and colorful and silly. Of course, oh, Corey, I like that you movie. Would. She's look. It's a, it, it that film does what it's supposed to do. Yeah. And uh, and she's really great in it with this very strange performance, uh-huh. very classic it's performance. It's a it's a bit of a throwback kind of approach to acting. I really like that. Yeah, uh, I I love a lot of things about this film, but I do not find it enjoyable to watch. Oh, that's a shame because I really do think it's enjoyable. I like Boz Lerman. I know you do a lot. I know you do. Um, Heck. what what's a movie that maybe you don't like as much as um as other people do? Uh, Destroyer. Yeah. Uh, the Prom. Do people like The Prom? I like oh, The Prom, Oh, I think I that there's a huge group of people who really like The Prom. And yeah. I'm not going to do the singing thing again because it's expected. So sure. I'm not going to do it again. But I think a lot of people do like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Destroyer got a lot of critical you know, cats on the back. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's that. Yeah. Okay. Um, do people like Cold Mountain? I think people like Cold Mountain. I, I've never really liked Cold Mountain. I like Cold Mountain. Do you? I do. Huh. Um, it was a movie that, that I saw in theaters in 2003, you know, again, as a little baby. Um, and I was like that, it just left me cold and I, but cold mountain, but here's the thing I had also seen by that point, Anthony Minghella's previous movies, uh, the English patient and the talented Mr. Ripley. Right. And I loved both of those. So I came into cold mountain as, you know, a pretentious little teenager, like, Ooh boy, the director of the talented Mr. Ripley is making a star studded civil war romance. I can't wait to love this thing. And then I just didn't. I, I really I liked it. it well, it's it I I it's too long. There are issues. There's that weird Renee Zellweger performance. I really don't like that performance. The performance is strange, but also kind of enjoyable. Yeah. But maybe not in the way it's intended to be. So I'm going to give you that. I guess it's like, and and this is another issue with a movie I also don't like as much as a lot of people called The Paperboy with Lee okay. Daniels, okay. which is um, when I saw that for the first time, I was just like, no, right, no. No, I reject this. I don't know. I do not understand what this is doing. And then I saw it again a couple years later, just out of curiosity, because I was like, if I had that negative a response to it, it must be doing something. So I I watched it again, and I was like, oh, I think there was a point in my life where I just didn't understand camp. Right. And so – I, I it was like it was seeing something like as if seeing it for the sec the first time you know seeing what yeah. the paperboy was doing when you, when you ride the tone yeah. yeah and I think that if I went back to Cold Mountain and maybe tried to get on the wavelength of that performance I could probably figure it out but as I recall I thought it was it was kind of just like a a tonal mismatch with the it, very somber movie that that. It surrounds it. I think you might be right, but sometimes that that's what can make a film enjoyable in this weird way. Yeah. And so I, you know, I sort of I sort of look at that film and kind of go that performance aside, you know, sure, because the the performance is enjoyable. I mean, the other thing to mention is like another film I think we could probably throw into the batch of like films that we probably like better than most people is another film that Nicole Kidman does this all the time. Films that are not meant to be enjoyed, and that's the killing of a sacred deer. Oh I mean, yeah, that's that's a mean ass little movie. Talk about a tone you've got to get 
I mean, you got to yeah. get on that movie's wavelength, right? Or you're going to have a terrible time. Um, you might have a terrible time. Well, anyway. that's true. Uh, that's a cool movie. Um, any any uh, Kidman movies you need to rewatch besides all of them all oh, the time? Yeah. All of them all the time on on loop. Um, it's been a long time since I've seen one of my favorite movies. Uh-huh. It's going to show up on my list here, and that is a film called Malice. Cool. Um, yeah, which I haven't seen that in a while. Her and either. Alec Baldwin, and it is it's got a brilliant little twist and turn in it, and I, I I love that movie a lot. And then for fun, I think I should see BMX Bandits again. <laughs> Why the hell not? Um, yeah. Yeah. Along the same lines, you just might as well put on Days of Thunder again one day and just like take that ride. Oh, one more of it I like that other people don't uh-huh. like. Moulin Rouge. Do you know, people not like Moulin Rouge? You know what I do you like mean? Moulin Rouge. People hate Moulin well, Rouge. Well, they're they're wrong. That movie's anyway, amazing. I love Moulin Rouge. You should. It's, a, it's amazing. All right. Two that I need to rewatch. Um, one just because it's a spooky haunted house movie, and what's not to love is the is the others. The others, the others is amazing. Um, I I haven't seen that movie in a really long time. I feel like I need to revisit it. Okay, are you ready for something kind of horrifying Whoa. and shocking? Yeah. Because my second choice in this category is actually a movie I've never seen. Is it to die for? Yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah. Stop everything you're doing and watch this film. ASAP. I, I have it on DVD. You just, I have it at home. This so is I can one put of my on. favorite films. This is a great Gus Van Zant film. It, it just uh, you got to you got to do it. Yeah. I, I I hey I can. It is literally at my fingertips. I mean, you do realize that she dances in car headlights in the rain to Sweet Home Alabama. <laughs> that sounds like a Gus Van Sant thing. I know it is. It has been. Um, it also held up as one of her best performances. Maybe like her first great performance. Oh, it's according turnt. to some. It is a turnt performance. Yeah. Um, I wonder what you're going to think about that. So anyway, uh, you know, I'm. It's watch it. I know you tend. You have a little some feelings about Gus Van Sant, right? Um, I I default positive until the last few years yeah. when well, he's just made a bunch I think of duds. It's fair. I think that's fair. Yeah. Anyway, I I think watch it quickly and let me know. Okay. Well, thanks for listening to Side Talks this episode. Uh, We're on personal, cinematic, Steve Jobs and Bill Gates. We both have iPhones. I know. I used to have an Android, though, so it wouldn't be more applicable. Uh, Yeah, okay. Well, that, that still works. You know, once Sean Baker designed that little camera on there... (laughs) <laughs> that, that's the Sean Baker camera. Uh, I was like, I was holding out because I'm a Mac person across yeah. the board, but yeah. I really hated a lot of things about the iPhone, including the fact that it's really built to break. Um, so iPhone will be sponsoring us soon. Uh, but once Sean Baker designed that camera, I had to get it. He's got anyway. a new movie coming out soon. I know. I'm so excited. It, it's been. It was made in secret. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, Bill Gates. Anything else you want to add? <laughs> uh, n- not at this time. Um, uh, other than you could visit us on the internet, which I, Bill Gates, invented. Built. Yeah, I just I rolled up oh, my sleeves and constructed it. Um, I don't know. I, he did stuff with Windows. Um, visit us um, at sidewalkfest.com or check us out on social media at Sidewalk Film on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, um, none of which I, Bill Gates, have any vested interest in. Uh, and thanks to Boutwell Studios. Uh, they make us sound better than we sound normally, and they are good at every damn thing they do. And thanks to Splash 96 for our music. See you later. Boutwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.